All right, welcome everybody back to the Crush Cast. Today's episode is with Bill Galvin. We are coming up on Bill's 20th anniversary with Equitable, June 10th, which is also his birthday. Time still left to get a birthday present for Bill. Bill, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jim. Good to be here. Let's go back to that. And you've got three consecutive years north of seven-figure PCs, one of only 20 advisors in the United States. Just astounding. If you could go back and whisper in your own ear, Mm -hmm. June 10th, 2001, about the road ahead, would you possibly have believed it? Uh, At that moment, definitely not. (laughs) My, uh, My goal at that point was just to simply survive, hang on, and try to start a career. There, there was nowhere, a million dollars in production credits was nowhere in, in my mindset at all at that moment. So, um, but I figured that I had a long career ahead of me. I wasn't in it for a couple of years. I was, my goal was to do this for the rest of my life. So I figured I'd start small and build from there. What was it that attracted you to the business? Well, I had been around the business in a sense. I was in the finance world prior to becoming an advisor. Um, and um, I, I kind of just always liked the idea of a couple of parts of it. One, um, really owning your own business is the way I looked at it. That was always intriguing to me, even from a young age. Number two, um, I think I liked the, the service part of it, just helping people to be, you know, not, not to sound like we were not in this in this world to make money, but I do enjoy that part of it. I think that's extremely rewarding. So I, I, I looked at those two, two parts and I said, this is a great career. There's some other things I looked at, but this really uh, drew me in for those reasons. I see that as a common thread that unites all of the top advisors, that they are driven to take care of people. We say that going back 20 years ago, you wouldn't have seen this coming, but how about going back 10? I, I looked at your numbers and you've had a fourfold increase in your production over the last 10 years. Would it have been visible to you 10 years ago, the road ahead? It was a little bit more visible 10 years ago in in the sense that, you know, you're you're into the career now. There's no doubt about it. You're doing well. The lows are a lot, um, not so low and the highs are a little higher. Um, But it was also, I think a lot of it was with my partners that I work with is just continuously setting the bar a little bit higher and making that that vision a reality. You know, I remember... 15 years ago, sitting down with a couple of my partners, Tom and Rich, and throwing in, you know, throwing out some numbers that didn't seem possible at that moment. So I think it's just the big goals and setting them further, you know, four or five years out and then going after them. And, and they seem ridiculous sometimes at the time, but then as you start doing it, all the little things to get there, it doesn't seem so impossible. And you have a process. We're all told you need to establish goals. Let's say we've got somebody that's in their fifth year that's listening to this they've set their goal and their goal is to do 250,000 PCs. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're at 60 right now. So that seems crazy. Any guidance beyond that? Once you have the goal, what was your process? Yeah. So the, the, the goal, the dollar amount, the PCs, whatever it is, gross commissions, PCs, assets under management, whatever it might be. um, I think it's important to set that goal, you know, four or five years out, but if you think about that and that only, you're never going to get there. I think the more, at least in my opinion, I think the more important thing is to set the activity and uh, around that goal. And that should be what you're focused on every single day. Like what I'm thinking about in my, at the time it was how many appointments am I going to have a week? How many referrals am I going to get 
per week. And that's all I cared about. And I figured that the production would come. And so it wasn't this weekly grind of what did I do today or by Friday in terms of commissions. It was, I want to get hired. I want people to hire me as their advisor and I want them to refer me. And that's all I focused on. And if you backfill that, and there's some metrics around it, of course, that you need to build, but you'll get there. And so that that that's always the way I've, I've done it it's from from day literally from day one. Nothing's changed in that regard. So it's not the math of dividing out PCs per week. That's, it's more so the it, method. You can't control that. You, you yeah. can't control the health of a client. You can't control the you know the the budget of a client. I mean, you, yes, you can go off to certain markets, but there's a lot of things that are out of your control. What you can't control is the service. And um, and your ability to become referable and, and and actually being a professional in this business, not just going out and gathering clients, but actually being a true professional on the educational side as well. This is being taped on May 6th. So we are a solid 14 months into a COVID world. Again, mm-hmm. looking at your numbers, I saw that last year was the best year that you've ever had. And this mm-hmm. year you're ahead of last year. I wonder what type of professional silver linings you have experienced in a COVID world. Well, I think, um, you know, when times are good, right, you can sometimes think, well, what am I really doing? I know I'm helpful. I know I'm, I know I'm guiding people, but this seems too easy. You know, things are working out. The market goes up. Everybody has jobs. There's no problems in the world. And then it's those moments where, yeah, the, the world is kind of crumbling a little bit or there or there's and sometimes there's personal uh, financial crisis that occur you know has nothing to do with the overall economy but this was a little bit broader and um, I think we really got to see all of the good work that we did for 5 10 15 years prior to this moment that we were prepared for it and we had a plan and our clients not not only appreciated it but I think we're better off for it coming out of it on the on the other side and from a business perspective, I think it was one of our best years ever in terms of referrals. So there, mm. that has to tell you something, you know, and that we were getting more calls than ever. And I think that was part of the, you know, the proof there that our process is working. You know, the two things we always hear about in the industry are reviews and referrals. And although mm. people frequently talk about them, many mm-hmm. acknowledge that they could improve those. Do mm. you have a process that you could share or any insights on behaviors that drive referrals? Well, the so one of my uh, partners, Donna Nadler, once told me and told all of us that um, happy clients will stay with you, right? But deliriously happy clients will refer. So there's a slight difference. Everybody's got clients and they have sticky business, but it's doing all of the extra things to make that person think, feel that they are the most important thing person in the world. And so it, it does start with the process, with the team around you and having a consistent review and strategy uh, discussion process. So we are extremely dedicated to that process. There, no, one, no one goes a quarter or six months or whatever it may be, whatever that client wants in terms of their review process. We, we are on top of our clients every single year and every single quarter. So that helps just being, just showing up, you know, some, there's a saying 90% of it's just showing up and that's true. But I think building the staff and the service culture around that is what's driving the deliriously happy people. It's not, it's, it's me. Yeah, sure. But it's also the rest of the culture of our group that it's all, 
you know, the answer is always yes, and we'll figure it out later, you know, so that kind of mentality, I think, is what's been driving referrals. It's not we made 11% and the benchmark made 10. It's it's an it's, interesting it's, vantage it's point, though. Uh, the I mean, that's palpable, I would imagine, to a client that what they are experiencing is a maniacal focus on making sure that they're taken care of. And so right. your focus is if I take care of my client, things are going to work out as opposed to if I do this, then I'm going to get this type of PC jump. Right. And, and I really, and it's not just lip service. I really, we all really believe that, you know, that if we just keep doing the right thing for the client and, and taking care of them and being there for them when they need us the most, good things will happen. Is there anything more heartwarming than having a discussion with a client that you really like where they mm -hmm. appreciate you mm -hmm. and you've done a good job for them? I tell you, you know, as I was thinking about, we were, you know, planning on speaking this morning, I was thinking about some of those questions you may ask about metrics and things like that. And it's funny that the one thing that I care about is it's like, and this is a little bit of the ego thing, you know, too, building into it is the personality, I guess, of my, you know, that I have is it's not, I don't get, yes, I like making money and being ranked in sort of wherever I am in the country, but the validation of all, all your good work is always in the referral. That's, that's the thing that makes me the happiest. I just got one this morning from a longtime client, shot me a quick you know, email and said, hey, can you give this person a call? Like, that's, to me, that's the best feeling in the world. It's better than you know, a sale. Oh, the validation. I mean, if we think about it, the root validation that you get from a client, when a client takes your recommendation and says, I'm in, I believe you, I trust you, I will do that. Like, how does that feel when they say, basically, I'm going to count on you to help me achieve my financial objectives? I feel like sometimes advisors get distracted from that. We're so focused on trying to get something done that we lose that huge connection yeah. that just occurred. Yeah, and I think, you know, that does come with time a little bit. You know, it's, it's, it's harder in the beginning, right, because you're focused on a lot of other things in your career. But um, yeah, I mean, that, that, that is the best feeling, you know, and also it goes with responsibility, you know, let's not forget that this is, this is serious business. This isn't just gathering new clients, gathering new assets. This is a people's lives that we're talking about here. So I think it comes with, yes, it's a good feeling, but then immediately you think about the responsibility that you and your firm and your team has. It's an opportunity. It's a responsibility and it's a privilege. I got two more questions for you. Yes, sir. If you look in the road ahead and we now see Connecticut and New York are reopening. I see May 19th is the mm -hmm. date, unbelievably, where restaurants will be at 100%. What are you most excited about when you look at the balance of the year personally? Well, I think, um, well, personally, no doubt about it, is getting back out there and traveling, get back to my office, get back to seeing my, my friends in, in person again, um, now that we're all vaccinated. Um, you know, I think traveling for sure. I mean, we haven't done anything. We've barely taken a day off. And that's the, I think the, the crazy thing, if you said, Hey, you're going to work from home for 14 months or 12 months, you know, my, my, I would have been like, Oh, this is great. I'll have all the, I never worked harder in my life. And so yeah. I think getting back to a little bit of more of a routine and still a little bit of a separation from work day and home, you know, being home with the family is I'm looking forward to that. Um, and professionally, let's be honest, it's nice to see clients in person again. You know, Zoom's been great. Teams have been great, but it's yeah. so exhilarating to be with people again. Yeah. Uh, all right. Closing question. You, you knew that I had to ask this. Is okay. there a theme song that plays <laughs> in your head when you want to get stuff done? And if there is, uh, what is it and why? 
what could it be is it is it something along the lines of uh mom said knock you out i'm not sure yeah it could be it could be i don't know that that just brings me back to getting pumped up you know hello cool jay no <laughs> doubt you and i share that this has been a wonderful discussion uh yep. thanks for sharing your insights yeah. and your perspective one of the finest advisors in the country bill galvin thank you very much thanks so much jim